0: It's the Skinny Podcast, only on local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner, joined by
1: Chad
2: Brendel of BearcatJournal.com and Rick Browning from MusketeerReport.com. Welcome into the first off-season edition of the Skinny College Basketball Podcast. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports columnist and editor with Chad Brendel from Bearcat Journal and Rick Browning of Musketeer Report and kind of of Local12.com as well. So, um New gig, new gig. Welcome aboard. Yeah,
0: I, get, I I haven't really put that out there, so I, I guess that's that's out there. It's now. out there now. Yeah, I was, was going to wait until the end of the first week of training to Just, make sure they hadn't fired me, and then I was going to say.
2: It. I think your probationary period's a little longer than that. Okay, so so. Well,
1: but, but if he makes it a week, he should. I mean, generally, it's that first impression. It, it's and, a good
2: point. Yeah, that's a they, good point. If
0: they got over me after this week, I feel like I'll probably be. Yeah,
2: in. I haven't. I haven't heard if you alienated anybody in the newsroom yet or not, but it's possible you did. Just Jed. That's a simple Which, enough guy. Who cares? That's
1: understandable. Yeah,
2: who cares? Our producer, Jed Demusi here at Local 12. I, and that's easy to do because he, he can get on, your, on our nerves too.
1: So. Yeah. Um. I got a false alarm yesterday. From?
2: Allie. For
1: what? She wanted me to come in. And I said okay, and then she said no.
2: Okay. What were we going to talk about?
1: Uh, Bleacher Report naming Luke Fickle the number uh, one new head coach oh, in recruiting. Go. There you go. And, and
2: didn't get a chance to do
1: it. No, she. The judge shot it
0: down. Judge shot
2: me down. Got you on a retainer. Is what we got. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Just to be clear on this, yes. I, nothing is changing with the Xavier site. No, absolutely. I'm still doing the Xavier site. And I want people to understand that. Yeah. New full-time job at channel 12 too, but, but. still very busy. So you're a busy, busy two,
2: two job yeah. kind of guy now. Yeah. No more inquire, which a lot of people are. Right. So, all right. Good, good for you on that one. Good deal. Uh, we got a lot to get to. I and mean, we said we were going to do this, uh, probably at least <laughs> once a month when the season ended this is the first one we've done since the, the day after the final four and, and the college basketball, a day after the national championship game and the college basketball season was complete. We'll get into some recruiting. Um, here in just a little bit, and what you guys have seen because you've been on the road a little bit. I know Chad's going to Atlanta as well, coming up to, to go back on the road. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But let's talk about um, the conference shakeup a little bit here. And it isn't major, but it was one that we've talked about for a while. It's, it's major, enough. major. Yeah. Um, it's it's not UC going to the Big 12 major. No. So that, 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 that's no. major, major. But Wichita joining the American. And we had, we had been talking about this in, in some of the podcasts leading up to, to the end of the regular season. It looked like it was going to take place. It, it very quickly took place. And it and And it is a big, big addition for a league that needs that infusion, especially when it looks like Memphis may never win a game again. Or have another
1: player again, one or the other. (laughs) UConn's right there. (laughs) UConn might have to go to a five-point guard lineup. Their (laughs) roster's so bad right now. Um, I mean, huge for Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, when we left, you know, five weeks ago or whatever it was, it looked like Cincinnati's schedule was potential going to be a disaster for next year. You had Wichita State twice. They've officially announced Mississippi State. Um, they're going to play them at home, and home at Bank of Kentucky to start a home and home yep, series. And then play
2: at the Hump next year. They're
1: starting a home and home series that hasn't been finalized yet with UCLA. BB&T Arena. BB&T Arena. That's what I meant. And then they're going to um, they're going to. It sounds like they're going to play in an event in Jersey uh, at the Prudential Center against Florida. Oh, nice. Um, in a in a nine eleven uh, honor that's... event that's going to include Seton Hall and VCU. Um, so, so, you,
2: so you got a neutral off that with with, with a top 15-ish team. Yeah. You've got a home-and-home home with whatever you want to call them, a top 20-ish team, uh, albeit in your league, um, and UCLA. And then, and then Mississippi State should be better this year. They return you, everybody. But you, you do get them technically at home, for yes. lack of a better term, next year. It, it and probably then you'll have Xavier better.
1: on the road. Right, right. So you throw the two Wichita State games right. in there, and all of a sudden you're looking at a schedule that, you know, Looks pretty formidable for a team that should have top fifteen aspirations.
0: From my perspective, and this is obviously an outsider's perspective, I would think this has to be as exciting of a preseason, like leading into a season for UC fans, as you've had in a long time. Just because you return so much of the core, you yeah, you lose Troy Copain, but you get a point guard that I don't know if we can say he's better, but he's certainly going to be a more exciting style of player. And all this stuff with the schedule, I mean we 've heard so much about the schedule it 's almost gotten annoying over the last and and we, years and we about, talked about it Some of it 's fair, some of it 's not right. some but, of it 's out of their control. but But at the end of the day, this is what fans have been asking for. This is the schedule fans wanted to see they wanted to see some names they recognized, they wanted to see some major conference names on the schedule. They want to see some good teams coming into town to play Cincinnati, and they're getting that this year. They're except getting they're, a big time. Except schedule. they're
2: not. They're not coming into town. They're they're coming to Northern Kentucky, but close enough. I that's, well, the, that's gist. <laughs> the, the gist. The is right.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's the same scheduling format. The only thing that's different is they're swapping out. One of the home games for the neutral site game with Florida, they usually have two kind of marquee. That's that's a good swap out, That's a huge swap out. I mean, Florida should be really, really good again next year. I think Mike White's done a a really good – I mean, it's really hard – to follow Billy Donovan, a guy that won two national championships and went to multiple Final Fours. And I think Mike White's done a really good, done a job good job of reestablishing, putting his identity on that program, and getting them back up and running and not having a huge dip like you would you know, think might happen when a guy like Billy Donovan leaves a place like Florida. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, the Wichita State thing, though, it just they're going to be probably a top-10 team. For most of the year. I mean, they were a top 10 Ken Palm team last year and return everyone. Right. And now they're going to get an upgrade in conference. Say what you want about the American. It's still leaps and bounds better than the Valley. Oh, no doubt. So they're going to get UC. I mean, the
2: the Valley was was basically getting out of a one-bid league.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, there's usually one other team or two other teams that are. But
2: it's obviously flirting with that one-bid league status.
1: And now with them gone, right, maybe. I mean, um, so, I mean, it, it's a huge boost for the for the conference. It's a huge um, plus for Wichita State. I think it's, it's, it's a big jump for them. And I think a program like Cincinnati, a program like SMU, now that we're experiencing what we didn't think was possible when this conference was formed, Memphis and Connecticut have fallen off the map. And it, it's hard to fathom. The way that those two programs were going, something major going on over there, two eyes are bugging out of your head. No, we're just bored.
2: <laughs> no, I have to reply to an email. That's all oh, good. Um, I was listening the whole time, actually. No, that, that's it, the thing. It's, is, a, it's unbelievable that well, they have
1: fallen as far as they have fallen at Memphis and Connecticut. And,
2: and you kind of jumped ahead of me a little bit because I was going to say getting Wichita obviously is, is it, it, it is a huge get, but you still have the dregs at the bottom of that league that you still need to drag itself up. Yeah, Tulane, South Florida, missing one. There's three of them last year that were just. you. Yeah, thank you. Um, that they need to drag themselves up, and at the same time, you can't afford for UConn and Memphis to even take a further step backwards than where they were going. And how they can appear to Memphis, be doing that?
1: How can Memphis not? I don't know. They, I mean, they lost everybody. They're almost in a situation that Mick was in his first year here. I mean, literally, you got they've to bat, ask a football they've, they've player. They've added eight or nine guys to their roster.
2: And you can imagine, if you're adding eight or nine guys at this point, it's not a good thing.
1: Timmy Crowell. It, Marvin it, yeah. Gentry, Marcus Sykes, yeah, <laughs> Hollywood Ron Allen. Uh, John, who is the guy? 6'5 center. Oh, uh, uh, Wilkinson.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, you try, but you are what you are. No, it, 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 that, that's the other part. It is great for Wichita to be in there, and it does help because you do get them twice, but you better hope the rest of the league doesn't all of a sudden you have three top 30 teams and then. Everybody else – well, Houston will probably be a top-100 team. But then everybody else UCF is will be 150 and higher. UCF yeah, Taco comes back, UCF will be – be... but, but you have a chance – honestly, you literally have a chance for five or six teams to be 150 or worse.
1: Maybe. I, I think the league will be better next year. There's not as much um, – last year they got hit pretty hard by graduation. Yeah. Uh, so I think Tulsa's got a chance. We saw them have a, a good start to the year, a good two-thirds of the year. They bottomed out. I think they've got a chance to to be better. I think those three at the bottom are still going to be – Pretty dreadful
0: no, no graduation this past year for they got hit hard by graduation last year there's no graduation
1: this year um not for them i don 't think they graduated anybody oh okay they had nine they had nine seniorssa
2: conference did. was hit hard by graduation well, you know, well Tulsa, especially I think we were talking Tulsa though
1: I was leading into Tulsa, Tulsa when I yeah. said that yeah, sure. there were there was a lot of Key guys that
0: graduated and, and, coming and, and into and this year. It could be that
2: none of them graduated, they just had eligibility run out, too. Don't forget yeah, that. Don't everybody everybody always assumes that the senior that. graduates, it's more the seniors has the eligibility run out. Not at Xavier. Not at Xavier, that's right, because they're 100% all the time. Well, All the time, move, 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 move.
0: Sister Rose is really good at those classes. <laughs> yeah. What well, if she got
2: her hair redone after uh, after Bill Murray tussled it up a little bit? Why Ooh. would you? <laughs> Just let Bill Murray touch my hair. I'm I'm good to go. Um, now the the ripple effect of, of Wichita leaving the Missouri Valley is they had an opening and they poach uh, they poach Valpo out of the Horizon League. And I had a couple of NKU friends. Text me the day it happened, saying, "Oh, this is bad. Bad. This is awful. This this hurts." I said, "No, it's not. It's you. You may differ because you're you're it's the NK league. It's a one exactly. It's a one bid league, and your one bid just got easier. I know you'd like to have it because you could maybe develop some semblance of a rivalry. Uh, maybe that's one of your crowd games, etc. But in a one bid league, it just made my chance to get to the to, to the the bid easier.
0: That part I will agree with. Um, it's been a while. We'll ding his ass for that. Yeah, too. Um." But at the end of the day, as a fan who wants to watch good basketball, I do not like losing Valpo. They were the anchor of the conference. They helped, I mean, they helped get a little more publicity because they were good. They had an NBA player last year. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They're yeah. consistent. They yeah. recruit at a higher level than the rest of the schools. I felt like it was easier for Valpo to pull like a school like NKU up with them more so. And now, you're right. It's a one-bid big league, and this does make NKU's path easier. And NKU could potentially... Be the anchor of this conference Maybe. in the next few years now Maybe. because of this. Who so, do they
2: have? well, we'll get to that in a
0: second. Yeah, there's there's a lot of probably are there's about, probably about five to six. Well,
2: yeah, if you want to touch on real, names I mean, that make sense, has been discussed. IPFW, IPFW. I think Omaha, UKC, um, UMKC, UMKC, Missouri, Kansas City. There's one other one in there too. Um, might have been somebody from that no, wasn't somebody from the valley. So, anyways, it was five. Would, would, would you? Would, why wouldn't you call Murray State? Um, they, they were hoping for the Valley, obviously, so I, I'm why, why wouldn't you? I, I'm with you. I mean, they obviously won out of the OVC bag. Yeah, I mean, I that's a it.
1: consistently strong program. They've got a name. They've been in the tournament. They've pulled upsets. Uh, if you're replacing you, you, Valpo, which you, has
2: done that, I, I would call Murray State. Yeah, the only argument I would make, and it's it's a, it's a minor one, the only argument I would make is non-revenue location. travel. Yeah. Um the furthest north team is probably what Green Bay, obviously. I'm guessing, yeah, Green Bay to Murray on a bus. That's 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 a lot. Again, I'm not telling you that's a bad idea.
1: Where I does mean, Mur- what's Murray's in the OVC? What's the farthest south? Isn't it in Florida?
2: Um, Jacksonville State in Alabama, I believe. Um, I don't think there's anybody in Florida in the OVC. Okay. I think Jacksonville State and Alabama is, but but no, I'm just talking about for the rest of the team. I'm not talking about for Murray. I, Murray Murray wants out. They want to find something. So I'm just
1: saying yeah. comparable. Yeah, you know. yeah,
2: no, no. I, I, I'm not. I, I think that's actually a, a good idea. But obviously, I think the league office is in Indy. If I'm not mistaken, the rising league so office it'll probably be one of the you get IEPUI, schools. and it makes a, it makes it makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably likely. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not happy about losing Valpo in the conference just because I think it decreases the quality of basketball in the conference. I don't doubt that. That kind of sucks. But you're right. From the standpoint of NKU, it, it makes their path easier, and it probably really doesn't matter all that much because it's not like you were going to turn the horizon into a two- or three-bid conference if, if Valpo stuck around.
2: Correct. Um, so, you know, for, for them, obviously, what they've got coming back, and, and um, they probably are the anchor of the league <laughs> if you look at going
0: into next year. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's tough to say. Obviously, you know, they didn't finish second last True. year, so there are some teams right there with them, and some other teams that'll probably get better. But looking forward, if you project this out another three, four, or five years, and obviously it depends on what happens with the coaches, and John Brandon could very well leave after next year or something like that. But you would think NKU is in a position to—they've got as many as much resources in terms of their facilities and everything else to keep recruiting at a higher and higher level. And the, the publicity they got with last year's run it's huge. has really helped their no, recruiting. No, no question. And, and ticket sales.
2: I mean, no doubt. It really truly has. They're
0: recruiting a different kid this year on the road than yeah. they were last year. All of a sudden, we see John Brandon at all the EYBL games instead of going to all the secondary gyms looking for <laughs> some kid that no one's heard of before. Go,
2: going to the Eddie Ford and being the only Division One coach yeah. in,
0: the, in the room. Now he's recruiting kids that start for <laughs> Spies. Yeah. So. yeah.
2: Big difference. Big difference.
1: Slightly. Uh, Have we heard anything on an extension for him? Ray's? No, it's been in the works. I haven't heard anything yeah, official.
2: I, 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 and here's the thing. Be, it's great for him if it happens, it but, does, it, does, but it's not going to mean anything yeah. when somebody else comes comes calling in another year or so, if if indeed he puts him on that path. But, it, yeah, yeah, he probably deserves it. Because I mean, I'm
0: still of the opinion that he takes a job that's a life-changing job. Agreed. I don't think I, he no, just goes I agree. to like a small stepping stone that's in the middle of nowhere and moves his family away from their agreed. hometown. No, I, I absolutely um, agree
2: with that. And, not that that, and that's why the, the, the situation has to be right for him I think as long as you keep going on the path you're going on.
0: Yeah, and I don't even think it has to be like right like not in the way that people talk about Chris Mack not wanting to leave Xavier because it's his hometown because he's in a really good position. John is not making near enough money. Correct. He needs to get a better job, I'm sure in, in his mind. But it's not going to be for a job paying 250 or 300,000. It's going to be 7 to a million or right. more. And at that point, you know, then it doesn't really matter. That's a Huge cry from a hundred and fifty thousand or whatever he's making now,
2: Yep. I was talking about some some things that have taken place in the last month for for u c Xavier in Kentucky let's start with Xavier because we started u c with the Wichita news and the AAC where do you think stand with trayvon blewett obviously the 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 combine is coming up next. I'm doing something next week if I'm not mistaken fourteen yeah, yeah, yeah thank you um, so where do you think stand with him and, and and what is your opinion
0: um I mean he didn't get invited to the combine yeah. And he didn't. He was one of the alternates, but didn't end up getting in that way either. So basically, they've told him he's not one of the top sixty guys, and not even one of the top sixty-three or sixty-four guys. And let me in ask grand.
2: you: and This is probably just opinion. This is a subjective question because it, it doesn't have an easy answer. Did 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 the drug situation affect the combine in your opinion, or probably not?
0: I mean, it, it didn't help in any way, shape, okay. or form. And that's the that's the easiest way to look at it. Is 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 uh-oh, a weed, you know, getting pulled over and having weed in your car. Well,
2: I can guarantee you, of the of the sixty three or sixty four, whatever the number is, invited to the combine. Don't make him pee in a cup. That's all I'm going to tell you. So, I mean, he would not be alone,
0: right? And and so, like, is that a big deal long term? And does that scare NBA teams off? No, not really. But if you're a borderline guy who they're like, I don't know, I don't know that anyone's going to draft him anyway. That's a big and, ding. And you get caught. Mm-hmm. The the thing, they're not going to think, oh man, he's got a drug problem. They're going to think he's an idiot. He's a dumbass. Yeah. And so it, it's not going to help you. It's certainly not going to
2: help you. Well, and I asked you, I think I called you the day that it happened, at least the day that the, the report came out of it, and I said, honestly, this might be the best thing for Xavier because it might force his hand to
0: come <laughs> there, back. There were rumors going around the coaching communities that Travis Steele planted those drugs on him. So. <laughs> or at least called the cops knowing. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you want to know like how serious like college coaches take that, there's your answer right yeah. there. Like no one cares about that. But it is a situation where I think – one of the big things here and i don't want to speak about his family dynamics but i do think like his father definitely thought you know he needed to go after this year right and now i think with that it gives you an outside excuse or a built-in reason that's not just he wasn't good enough you can say well it's bad timing now after the arrest. Absolutely. And, and you've come back for another year and then he, he goes through the offseason and at the beginning of the year he talks to Shannon Russell and a few other beat writers and gives them some, some good quotes about how this is a learning experience sure. for him and he's matured through the process and all that.
2: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt I about mean, it.
0: you just play the PR game at this yeah. point, I think.
2: Uh, any other any other comings and goings you can speak of with Xavier? Hold on. I got asked,
0: yeah. though, someone specifically oh, yes, wanted yes, your sir. guy's opinion on yes. what you thought Trayvon would do. So, again, I, why what do you guys I, I, say? Well, like I said,
2: I called you that. I think I called you literally the day that it happened. I said, this, this is the best situation for Xavier because I think he does come back I I really thought he was gone for all the reasons you had talked about and I'm not a big one that says you need to go care about your legacy I know you've talked about that and I'm not blowing crap at you for it. I if I'm a kid I don't care about my legacy I really don't I don't need to come back and be the second leading scorer in school history and all that stuff but I do think if it's a comfortable situation for you and, and you're not going to get paid maybe what you think you can get paid overseas, then I don't think it hurts you to come back and, and try, get, go through one more year, maybe raise whatever level of stock you can raise um, and go from there.
0: Yeah, I will say the people that I've talked to inside Xavier, when I bring up that point, the whole legacy argument and everything, they're like, yeah, so what? Who cares? But like, he's not going to get drafted. That's why he should yeah, come back. Right. So,
1: I think it would be really hard for me and his situation to see the, everything that happened this year and come back to see what happened to Ed, to see, you know, his his draft stock not kind of take off, even though he put on performances, the UC game, what he did in the tournament, what he did, in the, you know, towards the end of the season. Uh, you would think that he should have helped himself and, and boosted himself some. Now, they'll say that, you know, the, the weed stuff was a, you know, knocked him down a couple spots. But he, he but, wasn't but projected thing. in the first round no, in, anywhere but, to but, begin but, with. But if you
2: were in those last couple of bottom spots at the Combine and it's between ten guys and they're only going to take three, that's what knocks you down the couple spots. Maybe.
1: I don't think the Combine's looking at he got busted with weed in his car on no. whether to invite guys or not. There wouldn't be anybody there. No, I, I said they, that before. If they had to pee in a cup. But, so, but it,
2: it's the, it it it's enough to if it's a if it's a tie between maybe. two guys you go you know what I, that that just no I think the whole it's the whole dumbass aspect of yeah yeah that,
1: that's the thing I I, I, I I can see why he would come back but after seeing like I said what happened to Ed and all the injuries X suffered through and the type of season that that he had to to fight through to get to where he's at making money sure sounds promising even if it's going over to Europe and making. Three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year, whatever it is. There you go. I, I think he's probably going to come back, but I just from a from a player's perspective, you, that stuff has to cross his mind. I would yeah. think.
2: Um, one last thing for Xavier. Any anything else for, for the for this coming season? that They're looking to, to grab over the summer. Or they well,
0: obviously they added Karim Kanter, yep. who yep. played at Green Bay. We saw uh, against. Did FDU. he get invited to combine? No. Okay, because he's
2: his whole stance was he still may he still may leave his name in the hat. He's not hired an agent, obviously. Then still correct. If he, right. So
0: Z- Xavier was fine with him doing that thing going through the process, correct. but everyone knew he was coming right. back. I mean, there was no chance of him getting drafted. Um, what, but, does he, what does he? add? because we, we saw him
2: play. Offense. I know you saw him play, and and mm-hmm. uh, actually against NKU, he had one really really good game
0: at here. at NKU. Yeah, yeah. Here it was it was unfortunate to a really good half, but um he, yeah he is a unique big man. I mean, he's a stretch guy who wants to go out on the perimeter and shoot threes. He shot, like, uh, around 38%, I think, last year on uh, 40 attempts. And I think Xavier feels like if he plays similar minutes, which he didn't play a ton of minutes. No, it was like 19 a game, I think. Maybe even a little bit less than that. And he could get those types of minutes in Xavier's rotation, potentially. They feel like he could shoot twice as many threes, shoot close to, like, 70 or 80 threes next year in their offense. Um, He passes well. He's also – he can deck it. Like, he'll put the ball on the on the – ground and get to the rim
2: no i thought so, honestly that the, the that night against nku there were moments where i thought he was great
0: and yeah. he was great that night and, and he's a legit you know 6 245 pound legit center who can rebound a little bit he struggles defensively so Awful
1: defensively yeah kyle washington thinks he needs to work on his defense
0: <laughs> how, how, ding, would that, ding. How, how would that one-on-one
2: game go you think <laughs> would, would anybody stop anybody no just the first one to throw up a brick <laughs> or miss that would be the that first would be the one that misses loses yep exactly right all right anything else on the xavier front rick
0: well, Edmund Sumner. It sounds like you know a lot of people were wondering about his decision when he decided to go. It really sounds like he might have made the right call. Right. So far, the feedback I'm hearing is he's gotten multiple guarantees in the 30s from teams that say if he's there, they're going to take him. So,
2: well, he's a perfect take and stash guy. I mean, t- to a large degree, it really is because you, you're not out guaranteed money. You're, you're just out whatever you want to pay him for a year, if that's the case.
0: Yeah, and I think the big thing that we probably overlooked when we first started talking about it and we brought it up, you know, the last few podcasts, was that they expanded the roster to those two extra spots right. that are go between yep. between the D League and NBA to where you can get paid a couple hundred thousand dollars as opposed to twenty thousand dollars and still be stashed in the D League and get bounced between the NBA team and the D-League team.
2: And it's a perfect scenario for him to try to work his way back and, and get himself fully healthy and be able to work, where really in the NBA season you don't have a chance to work on much.
0: I think the NBA team can keep him on the roster rehabbing with them right. as an injury reserve till like January, and then they would just have to send him down to finish rehabbing with one of those other teams until he's ready uh, in the D-League. So uh, it sounds like it might work out okay for Edmund, which is very fortunate considering he's going to get his uh his shoulder surgery after the combine here so yeah. the next few weeks there we go uh,
2: let's talk about UC and they, they already had we already talked about what they have coming back we talked about it in, in the very last podcast we did just because uh, you know the, they were coming off the, the lost UCLA and the season was over trying to put a bow on it um, Kane broom being a new addition that people didn't see outside the program but have heard about etc and then lo and behold if they don't add another nice part yeah,
1: I, I really am impressed with, with Mamadou Diara. Um, he was committed to Washington. I watched him. UC was like his second, I think his second offer ever. Um, last summer, the staff loved him, and I had caught wind of that and uh, watched him a few times on the road and, and got a good chance to look at him. Uh, six, nine and a half, seven, two wingspan. Nice touch on his jump shot. I think he shot 38% from three uh, at 22 feet academy last year. um it, it, High, high, high motor. The kid just runs and runs and runs for days. Um, So he's going to need probably a year um, behind Gary Clark and and, and those guys to to work his way. Um, He's actually a little bit thicker than I thought. Apparently he's at about 215, 220 right now, which uh, when you look at him, he looks like he's about 190. Really? Um but he's got he's just that long, yeah. skinny, athletic type kid, but he's actually you know carries a little bit more weight than it than it looks. Um they hope to have him up by two thirty, 230, two thirty-five or so uh by the time the season rolls around. So uh gives you another piece. It's it's rare that Mick Cronin uses that thirteen scholarship. Right. Uh but this is a kid that, like I said, they really, really liked uh through the the summer evaluation process last year. Probably finished second to Washington in that. Process, And then when he opened up, they had a chance to go back after him. And um, they really needed somebody uh, with more of an offensive-minded skill set for when Gary Clark and Kyle Washington leave. And I think Mamadou coming in uh, is a guy that's going to develop into that because he's got some nice skills offensively. Hell, when I saw him, uh, his AAU team had him playing the two. Wow. Now, he wasn't great at the two. (laughs) <laughs> he needed to be playing the four, which is where he played last year at his prep school. But he's got some perimeter skills. He can handle it a little bit. He can get it, get it, and push it uh, in transition off a rebound. Um, he's he's definitely a, a guy that you look at and think if if it comes together, he's going to have a really really good career.
2: No, I mean it's a great talk about a great late get. I mean that that was a great late get for goodness sakes.
1: Yeah, I mean that's like I said, that's you needed a forward with some offense in his game and. Uh, to get into the program, they were either going to have to address it with the the back end of this class, or the next, yeah, or the next class. And this, and, is kind and of this makes between. it a little bit right. easier. Right. I, I was talking to one source that kind of joked uh, he committed basically the the first day or the first day of the second evaluation weekend, and uh, said, "Well, oh, pack it up." heading home very nice very nice got nothing else to do
2: <laughs> uh, let's talk uh, Kentucky and and they lost the guys we expect him to lose although Bam Adebayo kind of teased a little bit when he didn't have an agent initially but then he quickly did sign one the the, the biggest decision I guess is what does Diallo do and 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 um did it surprise you that he opted to to, no. to at least put his name in is this just to get a look or do you think
0: he eventually goes no I think he comes back um and I like I mean Cal made everyone on the team put their name in last year. Right. So, I mean, why wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm
2: not. I don't think it's a bad idea. I'm just...
0: Yeah, I think no, it was I, expected. I think it was part of the plan. Yeah, I think they planned on doing this all along, and I definitely think he's coming back to play a year. So
2: yeah, I mean, it's a great chance to get a chance to f- see where you are, where 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 they think you are, where they think you can go, and you still haven't played really a a, a minute yet to to show some of that. So no, I think I think it is a, is a good si- situation. Kentucky also did get a a big recruit here in the last what week or so, six days or so, Kevin Knox, and and it it seems like um, just when people were wondering what what all will they have, they had really a big time piece to this
0: class. Well, and they might still get Muhammad Bob. Yeah, Yeah. Who's who's a big-time shot-blocking center.
1: I think one of the things that this showcases is how little Kentucky staff talks to anybody. Because it was all over. It was Duke or it was Carolina for Knox. Right. These staffs that that talk to all the national guys and feed all these national guys information had littered the sport with this narrative that, that Kentucky wasn't even really a factor for Kevin Knox. Cal and his staff, to my knowledge, don't really talk to anybody. I mean, they—it's kind of like Mick and his staff. They—they—they're they're not buddy buddy with Jeff Goodman and and you know, I, I was going to say Andy Katz, but I guess that's kind of well, bad maybe for maybe him right they, now. Yeah. Uh, Seth Davis. Too, too soon. Too it, soon. I know, too soon. I I, that, <laughs> I was trying to avoid it, and my brain got stuck. I'm clipping that and tweeting it. Andy Katz. <laughs> it's Seth Davis. They don't talk to those guys you Know a lot to feed them information, so you never really got that feeling that I Kentucky mean, was in there for Knox. Rothstein. Mick, yeah, they talk to Rothstein a lot. Kentucky does, no, you see, yeah, yeah. The, but it's the one guy. I mean, yeah. that you know, and DeCourcy, well, a little bit, yeah. the they don't talk to Zach's, <laughs> trust me, <laughs> um, but they keep everything so tight in house. That nobody really had the sense that that Knox was even a possible candidate for Kentucky. And then, bam, he announces and and all the national guys are like, well, I didn't see that coming.
0: (laughs) I know CBS Sports bought us all out and we're all probably going to be 24-7 at some point. So, I don't care. I've got a full-time job now. If they want to get rid of me, they can. This crystal ball on 24-7 is the dumbest damn thing. Let me get my Tom Gamble. It's the Dumbest damn thing, Chief. Chief, I, mean, I don't like it. Look, it, they had two percent f- picked for Kentucky yeah. by the crystal ball, and they get to change it up until after he's made the decision. Yeah. How can you get it wrong when,
2: like, it, it, it then makes you say, "Do you feel it is a credible place to go for stuff?" And eventually, you go, "No, it's not." I, Except I don't for use people it.
0: still want to ask about the crystal ball and, like, oh, crystal ball saying this. It's like it's a bunch of idiots just picking stuff. It's
2: follow the leader. Is
1: what it is. And twenty
0: four seven has none of the leaders. Right. (laughs) They don't have any good national guys. This has been it's been brewing for a few weeks. No, it's been brewing for years. Years. Ever since uh, the thing was introduced.
1: I haven't liked it from the start. I've never participated in it. It's an
0: absolute clown
1: gimmick. Well, what happens is is say you know, a guy that runs one of the more connected team sites, you know, that you know that Let's say the guy that runs the Auburn site is really close to things in right. Auburn.
2: and you're going to chase that tail. When you're he puts chase...
1: in a crystal ball for somebody, it, 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 and it, and
2: it feels everybody right. falls in Correct,
1: line. correct. And, and all of a sudden, the, the, the kid will go from no crystal balls to eight in like 12 hours because everybody that does right. it saw that this guy did it, so they all jump on board. It happened with, uh, with Malik Van. Everybody was crystal ball in Michigan State, and if I would have been on the crystal ball – to put in the Cincinnati pick because I knew it was coming, you would have seen a bunch of people say, "Oh well, humble I like
2: it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no, no, it's good. Yeah, great I mean, I
1: did know it was coming. Yeah, it's good. Um, but everybody would have jumped on and, and followed my lead. So it,
0: it's just pointless to me. I don't. I don't like it. It is the dumbest damn thing. And but like I get why fans eat it up. But to me, that's a pro Like that's. The issue of journalism in a, in a nutshell, and not just journalism, but media in general. It's a, it's such a stupid gimmick, and yet you know people are going to, going to like it, so. I don't know. I mean, it's great it marketing me. for them because
1: everybody nuts. talks about it. Yeah, no, you're right. Everybody yeah. talks about it, if, if especially on the football recruiting side because it's nuts on the football recruiting side. If some random well, person puts that, in a crystal you ball for, about for stuff Cincinnati, stuff that changes quickly. Yeah, that stuff changes so. That much. stuff is on my board within yeah. an hour. So and so got a crystal ball for Cincinnati, or it's so and so. That we thought we were leading with got a crystal ball for
2: somebody else because there are, there are far more offers. It always feels like thrown out by football. Well, and programs. The Kentucky people
1: are the worst on football. I don't know if you've ever seen this trend or followed the football stuff, Rick. Every time a kid visits Kentucky, he's in. He's in. <laughs> yeah, he gets like five crystal balls the next day from all the Kentucky riders. Yeah, they, don't,
2: they don't. Kids don't visit anywhere else. No,
1: they're, 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 oh, he visits Kentucky. He's in. He's yeah. in. We got him. Yeah, that, that, that we is, got him. That is funny. No, no question about uh, it, but I'm with you. I hate like I've been with 27 since 24, seven, since 24, seven started. It's the one I've really liked all of the stuff that they've done in terms of enhancements and being progressive. It's the one thing I'm just not down with. I don't, I don't care for it. I don't think it helps as a, as a site publisher. I don't think it helps the site. I don't think it helps what we're trying to do. I, it doesn't do it for me mm-hmm. and it's, I don't like the way it, it operates,
2: all right. Let's. Uh, you, I know you have a question about somebody asking about transfer rules, but before we get to the question of it, um, it, it there there is another off season of transfers, and it's hard to keep up. And it, and it is left it and right. Wasn't a very good one. No, it, it, it wasn't. But it just. It, it, uh, I, I know what Bill Self's going to pull in a couple of kids from Cal, or at least a kid from Cal. I mean,
1: is but it lost Carlton Bragg? Yeah, who uh, ended up at Arizona. Is the State. is
2: the rule as is though? Are you okay with the whole sit out yeah. one? You good with that?
1: I mean, I I would rather they're not –
0: I would rather everybody gets one free transfer. I'm kind of into free agency, honestly. No, I I am too. I just don't really understand why people think it's a problem when players transfer. Like, the coaches want it to happen. The coaches want to get rid of guys. The coaches want to bring in new guys. They all act like it's an issue for them because they don't know what the roster is going to be. They don't want to know what the roster is going to be because they want to change it after every season anyway.
1: Guess what? 19-year-old kids transfer.
2: Well, well and, and like some of it we talk about, is, I mean, Kane Broom's an example of transferring up. Yeah. And you've seen that where a kid goes to a you know, program, he was either under-recruited, wasn't, you know, didn't develop, whatever. There's, there's reasons why a Cane Broom goes to a sacred yeah. heart. I mean, it, there's just that reason. It suddenly goes there and goes, oh, okay, he, he can really play. And so what does he do? He transfers up. Kid gets in a program, they recruit over top of him. He's a sophomore looking to going, when am That's I going to play? How am I going to play? I'm going to I'm going I'm to find my next best situation. No, I have no problem with it. I, I really I'd say
1: don't. about 70% of it is transferring down.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, easily.
1: Especially because uh, the, the worst thing because somebody's college recruited over college is of spring you. recruiting. Because it's, it's insanity. Like, you'll see so-and-so was the number four guy at the University of Maine, averaged eight points and four rebounds a game in their crappy conference. He announces his transfer, and three days later he's got offers from Pittsburgh, right. uh, Wake Forest, Duke. Like, what the hell? That kid, all of a sudden, because he's a, a grad transfer, like, he, he was the fourth guy on a on a bad team, and but, now he's all of a sudden the answer. It's, it an easy,
2: it's an easy late addition, though, for a team. If you're looking for something, for a specific yeah. body type, specific position group, it, it, I mean, if there's it, it's the waiver wire, for lack of a better
0: term. Yeah. This is my point. There's not a team in the country that isn't looking to add an extra piece at the end of the year. Why not just open that up? They, you, you're worried about tampering. They all tamper with each other, right. anyways.
1: Ninety percent of these kids know where they're transferring. Know exactly they where transfer. they're transferring before they, they it even comes or out. Or
0: they at least know one of three schools. And they've told all three that they're transferring well, and, <laughs> and,
2: and, and While you're a coach, and if you have a one and done kid or a kid that's leaving early, and you primarily know that's going to happen, that's still fluid in some circumstances too, where a kid will put a name in and decide to come back or leave, and hence you either don't have the void that you were hoping to have, or you do have the void that you're looking to fill. So, I mean, all those things come into play. I, I think. With you, I, am not sure I believe in this whole one year sit out any longer. I, I, don't know.
0: I don't know, th- know what like guys be- going to four schools in four years. No,
2: I, I'm with you. I, the one, I like pass, one one free you should pass be able Give you once. Be a free agent every year. I'll give you that part.
0: But especially when the coach leaves, like, I have I've no got question. a major issue. No question. With
1: that. No question. Uh, there, there's, a, there's an assistant who we're both friends with. I won't name him on this podcast. He's got a transfer list two years out. When they're a still seniors in high school, guys. he's writing down <laughs> transfer names. This kid's not going to work there. This kid's not going to work there. Smart. This, I mean, he's he's it's a smart he's list that to keep. Prepared. Sure,
2: it's that it's a smart list to keep.
1: And he helped turn a program around off of transfers and make them nationally very, very relevant. No, I, I think it's I think it's I think it's very smart. I, I know there are other coaches that call him and go, "Hey, who do you got on that list for 2019?" <laughs>
2: I'm looking, I'm looking for a backup two-guard. <laughs> who's out there? Who, who's going to help happens. me? No, it happens. I, Does it not? You've talked to him about it. I, no, I believe it. I, I think it's, he's pretty. I think he's it's I think it's very smart, for goodness sakes.
0: I, I just read the name on the tweet that you were referencing about the rules on transfers. This guy's name is Bernard McPhillips. Do you think that's real? I'm going to say it's probably not. Let's see Could what it, be. Let's see what his actual handle is. Could be. At oh no, this is I think real. All right. at, at BJ McPhillips sixty five. Right, what, what's the question? Bernard, that is I like that it. is a stellar name, I I love that name. Bernard, Bernard McPhillips.
2: McPhillips. <laughs> it's like a character I'm trying to think of a character out of somewhere. Yeah. Uh, what? You're going places with a name like Bernard. Bernard. Bernard McPhillips. I love it though. I
1: wish my parents would have named me something like that. Instead I got Charlie. <laughs>
2: Name me Cashmere. Cashmere.
0: (laughs) What are the rules when a player transfers? Does he contact the schools, or are schools allowed to contact the player? Well, as we just told you, they're basically tampering the whole time anyways, but the rule is you got to get your release first, and then it doesn't matter. The player can contact schools. Schools can contact the player. What what
1: happens behind the scenes is either a dad or an AAU coach or somebody starts putting out feelers to his people, hey – Hey. Bernard looks like he's uh he's gonna be on the market in April. Would you be interested? You know, I'll keep you updated, that kind of thing. Ninety percent of the time at the high major level, coaches are well aware of who's transferring sure. long before they transfer. Sure. No question.
0: Do you want me to finish up with these questions? Yes, absolutely. If
2: you've got something you like, how many MBA we'll,
0: you asked going to the mailbag. How many NBA point guards would Kane Broom start over? None. Okay. Uh, a just a com- little. A comparison of every 2018 potential recruit to Sean Kilpatrick. Someone else says, it's just SK. You, I think you mean SK. It's just SK. It is
2: just SK.
1: Tell Xavier fans to eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> who,
0: <laughs> carry on. Who qualifies most as a baller and how many pairs did Chad Brendel buy? We've got to talk about well, it. Uh, no that's too. a great segue. I, I didn't that's get any. I thought segue. for
1: sure you would uh, You would have some on order the day of. Well, they don't come in for another three months. How,
0: yeah, how do you but you know got to order them now. I know, but how do you know I didn't? Did you? Maybe. You got
2: a full time job now? Please, th- for the love of God, if you do, I will burn your feet and all, your shoes. All,
0: all I'm saying is if you want to see Skinny try to set me on fire, my Venmo <laughs> is at, at Rick Brewing. Um just, just tweet me if you want to contribute to this cause, and I will wear Zo2s around Local 12 for the rest of my career here. You're going
2: to get the autographed one? No, that, that's no, cool. no. I, that's, no that's, that's we a, can't afford that. Yeah, that, that's, that's a, little, a thousand bucks. That's a thousand
0: We'll bucks, go 500 yeah. if you guys can get me like 450. D- Dominique Foxworth. Just do
2: a go, go fund me. Go fund me for Rick's shoes. <laughs> I am. Well, I'll Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's just easier. But we can do a GoFundMe if you want. I don't oh, really want my create the page. Goodness! But. That goodness.
1: Dominic Foxworth had a great take on Levitard today, talking about that. He said what's going to happen is it's like two years. He's going to come out with an all-white pair of Zoes, Lonzo is. Say he's, like, distancing himself from from his father. This is his secondary cleanse. Mar-
2: secondary marketing? This is
1: his cleanse, and he's, you know, he's, he's going his own path and taking his own direction. What's he
2: going to charge for those, though? <laughs> so he,
0: here's the thing. I think that... The whole thing about this is I think this is like a car, like a concept car. You bring it out. You put a ridiculous price tag on it because you know you're not ready to actually make it in mass production, which is my guess. The big baller brand wasn't prepared to sell a ton of sneakers. But no, what they're doing is perfect. They you, you make them for what you sold. Well, and you say $500. It gets everyone talking. He got so much free publicity. He did. Everyone in the world is talking about these you shoes about, now.
1: Estimated like 10 to $15 million free.
0: Yes. But, but I think publicity. the sale well the sales aren't haven't been no, and, good. Then, and then when you're close to less than 250 grand, I think, isn't it? Then when you're ready to actually mass produce them, you bring out a different shoe and say that was just the prototype. You bring out a different shoe and sell it for a more reasonable amount. If you sell it at 250, everybody thinks it's going to be cheap now. Right. And Jordan Crawford's already bought a pair. All you need is a few celebrities. Jordan Crawford doesn't qualify as a big enough one, but you get a cut like a Justin Bieber wearing those shoes and Instagramming them. People will start buying them. I guarantee you. All
2: I know is I can go to the Turfway Adidas tent sale hey, this for is 500 for. bucks, and I can get me 13 pairs. This is what and I, I wait for. Tell I, people, I, tell I,
0: people I, your situation with shoes, because I heard this on the Angry Guys, and is, I want to talk about it. This is true.
2: Uh, it's every other year I'll go to the Turfway tent sale. I've got a pair on right now. My Robert Griffin III Specials, thirty nine ninety five.
0: You paid $40 for a 40, pair of RG3s? $40. Hey, no pressure, no diamonds, bro. But but here's the great part $4. I would have paid $4 for those. I just
2: like the color. I, I didn't even know they were RG3s when I, I got them. First time I noticed, I put them on, I looked down the tongue, I went, oh my God, those are RG3s.
0: $4. I bought a pair of uh, Michael Vicks like three years after he was out of the league at a Nike outlet, and they were perfect. One of my favorite pairs. Of right. For, probably cheap, right? Well, yeah, but they were actually awesome, too. So I,
2: I get two pairs every other year, and they last me for two years usually. It's perfect. Perfect. I don't need $500 shoes. At what point,
0: if if this is your plan, you're going to Adidas tent sale and just getting two pairs of shoes every two years. Yes. At what point do you just switch and start wearing vanillas like (laughs) the old man that you are?
2: Um, no, I, I, I've got. Um, I, I think I'm going to go next time through. I may just go get some chucks and call it a day. Some old school chucks and look like a real clown.
0: Low tops or high low, tops? I oh, got to be
2: low. Low. low well, the high, top, the high tops give you so much good support, as you know. I yeah. mean, those, those, those high top. Well, chucks you've are got great. a killer
0: crossover. Still. No, so no I'm question. Sure you're worried about. I, I do. I,
2: I've got a pair of. Believe it or not, I got a pair of white with uh, white with blue trim and blue adidas whatever those are chevrons or whatever the heck those things are called i've got a high top pair of those that i occasionally wear to play hoops. oh on. the
0: old superstar absolutely. yeah i have got a pair of those absolutely yeah so there you go i got the ones with interchangeable slides i just want to know what the five <laughs> not- just- colors i just
2: want to know what you what, what what are the $500 shoes going to
0: do for you Nothing, well, but here's the, here's point. Well, what geez, in anyone's you, right
2: mind would make you
0: want to do that? You and Gamble got into the trap of at, saying, like, Michael Jordans won't make you play like Michael Jordans. No one no. ever made that claim. No, People kids buy, buy, think that. No, no they, they don't. Oh, they, for God's sakes, they do. No, Skinny, they buy the shoes for fashion. It has nothing to do with thinking you're going to be a better basketball player. Most of them would never wear a pair of Jordans uh-huh. on a basketball court and scuffle them. No, I know that. Okay, well, so they, well, then we they don't, don't think up, it's going to make them play no, like Jordan. But, but I, I guarantee get them it. In fashion, I uh, promise. Me, bro. Just I bought awful. them. Like that's why I was getting them. My fat ass didn't think I was going to turn into Michael Jordan. I was getting them so the kids at school would think I was cool. So, so he could say he had some fresh J's, so and it never worked. Cred. No, you didn't have enough street cred. No, did you? no. I've got God. a lot of street cred. Just no one likes me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That, that's a given. That part's a given. Um, I g- all I, I can agree. tell you is good luck, Lavar. Make make whatever money you can make. But my goodness gracious, when are you gonna wear the?
0: Well, I, I like is, the leather hat, the triple uh, B hat. Uh, that's a good look. Also, I will say fifty dollars for the hat. Lavar might have my favorite quote recently that outdid all his other quotes. They asked him, "Is this the MJ quote?" No. If his son would get advice, seek out advice from Kobe Bryant. He, like, chuckled twice. I'll put the audio in here. He chuckled twice. But I was like, no, we don't need no advice from Kobe Bryant. Oh, uh, no, I don't need no, no advice from Kobe Bryant.
2: Oh, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> Holy
0: cow. No, he's
1: right, though. Skinny, which would you take? You, the big baller hat or my Bearcat Journal hat right here? Oh, I
2: do like the Bearcat Journal hat.
0: It's got a, it's got a sweet logo. It's pretty sweet design. That's only one, B. I need three of them. <laughs> You're a big baller, baby. Big baller. No question about it. Four, I need $450 to my Venmo. I'll, I'll come up with the other 50 after I get my yeah, paycheck fair. at got, Channel 12. you got to come up with some of your yeah, yeah. Some of the money's got to be your own, yep. for I'm going to wear them around literally the rest of my career at Channel 12, which might be my, the rest of my life with the way my career is going at this I, point. I
2: Honestly, I may, I, I, we may have to have an intervention tackle you, tie you to a chair, I'll steal I mean, them, if, throw them away, and it'll be a big if, win for But you. if he does it this way and he only pays $50, you can't be mad that at That is him. true. That part I'll give you. If you can prove that it's only the 50 that you put in and not the other $373.21 that had to be made up, I, just
0: just don't do it. I know I ask a lot of you to subscribe to my site for 10 bucks a month. <laughs> If you guys can find another $5 in your heart to make this happen, it'd be really funny. That'd be great. Kenny would not be a happy man. No,
2: I would not be. I would not be. And you would lose your shoes eventually. Speaking of the... Would you beat him up and take him? No, I'll have, I'll have a crew of people who will do it, but yes.
0: Speaking of the two angry guys, which you guys have moved to a video format now and quit posting on your RSS yeah. feeds. and can people we, can are we mad back, Like That's
2: really a pain in the ass on the car. We're, we're, we're going to fix fix that at some yeah. point. I've already, but trust me. It's out of my control.
0: I just come in and talk. The studio looks good. I'll give you looks that. Awesome. It's
2: pretty cool. If I was home, I would I, I would I love the
1: video, but I I, tried, I was going to Fort Wayne it's for recruiting. In, it, it's
0: hard in the car. And
1: it was very difficult in the I car. I agree.
0: I will say, I've known you a long time. You've been very good to me, and I have a lot of respect for you, and you know that. Don't suck up to me. Go ahead. You you lost. It's, it's, tr- it's hard looking at you today after something I heard on one of your most recent podcasts. Which is? This man in college, after he would get done with dishes, like he would like eat something the night before, right. not wash his dish. The next morning when he'd get into the shower, he'd take it in, take a little Dawn in there and wash his dishes in the shower with him. And he was recommending this to like other college students who were being too lazy. Logical sense to me. It's logical. It's easy. He, logic. was call- he was calling out people leaving dishes in their sink and then saying they should be doing that. Yes. that is the nastiest thing. I've – What are you in communist Russia? You got water rations w- when I hit
2: ha- when I hit my apartment my last. Your year. wang is
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> my
2: wang isn't cleaning the dish though. It's right there, but it's not cleaning. Your ass it. is right there, but it's
0: not touching the dish. It's just gross. Just that it's not that it's it's the fact that you're washing all these remnants of your food into your like feet and stuff that you, they have a drain just, for a reason, bro. The whole idea is just gross. Just it's gross. I'm, I'm not on board with this. I'm just I, telling. You, I as, never as a, take Rick's side, and I'm as a, taking Rick's
1: side. As
2: a college student, you, you've, you've, gotta, <sighs> ding, ding. you've you've got to you right uh, you've got to you've got to consolidate trips. I just consolidated a trip. That was all. Shuffle across the hall about seven thirty in the morning. Take a shower. Do the dishes. Be on with my day. I was. I mean, <laughs> I, this is dorm life. Yes. So you're carrying them down the hall to the communal no, shower. No, literally, I, got, we, I was lucky where my where my dorm room was. Um, uh, my in the tower, I literally opened my door, walked across the hall, and the shower was right there. So that was easy. And it's a community shower. He's putting into a community shower. No, it was community shower freshman year. Where do you put them when you're done? You put them in a bucket
0: right next to you in a bucket. Oh my god. Oh my God! I don't think it's. I, <laughs> this gets nastier the more we talk about it. I was listening to this at like two in the morning the other night, and just totally. I couldn't even go to dishes. sleep. I was totally. Were you disgusted. mortified? Yeah, I was like, I have no respect for skinny. You, now I'm going to have to face him. You tomorrow. wouldn't have. You wouldn't have found a dirty dish in my in my dorm room or my apartment. Oh, I
2: think. Now, now the I, big part is when you had the apartment, though. I at least had a kitchen sink that I could do them in.
0: So you say dirty? I'd be more worried about. The germs and things that are growing on there—you probably had like Eat. salmonella just growing in their shower, <laughs> no! transferring, jumping from the shower tiles to your hot, dishes.
2: Hot water and soap is a hope, hot water and Dawn is a hell of a, hell of a thing, Rick. It really is. Jeez. That in a Brillo pad—you can use a Brillo pad to scrub your face if you need to. That's all I'm going to tell you. All right, you got any final takes, Chad Randall? <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're mortified. Rick's got one. Old coaches trying to look athletic. Um, oh, did you Rick, see Rick, Rick Pitino, Pitino out there playing in an old men's tournament jacking threes? Look,
2: he looks like the like the Crypt Keeper. I mean, he really does. He looked worse
0: trying to do this. But he was getting buckets. No, he, he was getting he was buckets the threes. with his goofy-looking jump shot. But God, does this. I don't know why, but Rick Pitino over the years has just come to annoy me. And this this for whatever reason, this just I did not like watching him out there in a men's league. Like, you know everyone's Jealous gonna show of how long up. he
1: lasted at Porcini's. <laughs>
0: yeah. Didn't
2: last all that long.
1: Hey. That was the joke, <laughs> oh. dumbass. Five seconds longer than me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Jesus. It's not
0: funny when I have to explain it to you.
2: No, I thought you I thought you were dissing Patino, not him. No, I was dissing Rick. Yeah, my bad. My bad.
0: Um also, did you see Frank Martin, his first pitch? No. I bad or mind. good? Uh, I mean, just awful. Like where, where did he do it? It was Single A Mets down, team, down South in South Carolina, in somewhere. Columbia. Yeah, yeah. Um, South Cackalack. South Cacalacky. Here's the thing about throwing out a first pitch. If you're a, if you're a guy who know, like you know if you can throw or not, right? Yeah, you either agree They're to a it. a fastball right it, on the outside it, corner. It, it, and if you
2: can't, you say, "Hey, I got a bum shoulder. I can't throw.
0: I my can't... back's out. Correct. I'm not doing this because you're Sand a Single a team and I don't care. And there's only 50 people here. Whatever. Like the stands are empty." And Frank Martin walks out to this mound. First of all, he scoots up to like the edge of the dirt. Oh, can't and then do that. that's when you know you're in trouble. Yeah. Then he does this half-assed chicken wing thing where he rolls the ball into home plate. I mean, he skips it like ten feet in front and way outside. And like, he- if you can throw a ball, you know that. If you can't, you know that. And say no. So thank why you. thank do you. Thanks for inviting.
2: To- me. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. But I. I I can't raise my arm above my shoulder.
0: Here's um, Darius Thornwell to throw out the first pitch. Is there anything more embarrassing as a guy than going out and throwing a terrible first pitch? And I I will tell you,
2: I I got a chance to throw out a first pitch one time in my life in a Florence Freedom game. Watching Skinny do dishes in the shower. And it was (laughs) was nerve-wracking because I knew it's not going to be hard for me to throw a strike, right? It's just not. I've done this my whole life. Just throw the ball there. All of a sudden, you start looking like, holy cow, what if I do bounces? What if I airmail the poor cat? What if somehow I throw do a Mallory and it comes off to the side. It didn't, thank goodness, but those thoughts do go through your head. Wait, man. somebody sure.
1: had you throw a first pitch? Forrent Freedom did, yes. So sure.
0: what? don't know radio
2: days. I have no idea.
0: Sure they do. Like sure thoughts the thoughts come too. from your head. But even if you throw a terrible first pitch like you airmail it over, you look like you can throw. Right. You know if you can yeah. throw. That's a good point. Frank Martin clearly can't throw. Like, that's a good point. clearly doesn't throw. So that's fine. I don't care if you can't throw. But don't throw in front of a group of people and agree to do that. That's just And, like, and especially today when with it going viral. Yeah, like it's, oh no I' It's just so embarrassing. 20
1: years ago you could go to the single A Mets game. Nobody would know. Nobody would. The, handful of the people 30 people that were there for dollar beer night would Correct. have noticed it and now it won't
2: even remember it yeah there for dollar beer night. now
1: it hits YouTube or hits Twitter and yeah you're you're mortified for life uh, I did I, it, are we are we, uh, are we all in on the uh, three on three league
0: oh yeah I, I love the idea oh yeah
1: uh, we're all in on that yeah we, are we, we might do,
0: start a new podcast just <laughs> for are we going
1: start doing some three on three podcasts <laughs> pretty soon because that thing's going to be
0: Unbelievable. incredible television. I think it is too I think it, it it'd incredible fun. there's television. zero chance they do not fight
1: Zero oh. chance. It's all a bunch of '80s and '90s NBA guys. That's correct.
0: what they did, and
2: it's the ones who fought. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's not the good guys. No, <laughs> it's the ones who still need money.
2: Correct, correct. Yeah, you aren't getting anything going. You better just grab a rebound, and first guy runs to the line there and butterfly.
0: Well, and they're all out. Of, they're all out of shape no, too. No, well, so that, they're going to get. That's what it's going to be. They're so going to grab a rebound. At each other.
2: Yeah. I'm going to run to the line, pitch it to me. I'm going to jack it up, and I'll turn around any and play your
1: guys. Nothing. No. Okay. I didn't know. I haven't really like overly browsed the list. I know Kenyon's playing. I know Demar Johnson's playing, and uh, I even saw James Flight White, which he, I think he'd be good in that. I bet he would be because he's still pretty in pretty good shape. He's still. I mean, he's he'll he'll still probably done from the
0: free throw line, right? Yeah. Correct.
1: Correct. And I think Demar will be pretty good. Demar's still in. If he's still really in good, good shape. shape, yeah, yeah. If
2: he's still in good shape, and he's
1: only been last year was his first year out of basketball.
2: Speaking of, of, of which, um, unfortunately for you, see the passing of, of, of yeah, Roderick Monroe. Awesome, um, and I remember 40. vaguely him playing in the NFL. I didn't realize he played as long yeah. as he did. Now, granted, he didn't play,
1: didn't play a lot, a lot but, but he yeah, was in the NFL five for years or so. Always, a, I, I saw him around a couple times. Always a guy that was, you know, big smile, always in a good mood. He went to the games at Houston every year. Uh, what else? Yeah, I know. Mick talked about it. Yeah, talked to the guys. Let him come in? Um, forty man. Yeah. Heart attack at forty. That's harsh. Harsh. You're like 15 years older than that.
2: Yeah, and I'm probably in way worse shape than he was ever <laughs> in his life. So yeah. Who who can figure? Yeah. Go go, fi- go figure. You know, you just never very, know.
1: Very unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed.
2: Uh, I want to kind of wrap it up with this. You guys have, have been on the road a little bit, Rick, um, I, and you're going back on the road to, it, to Atlanta I'll, I'll this week. i this week. I know last year you guys, and you talked about going into this year, the, the whole point guard class, and it certainly was one that stood out. Is there anything, and I, I'm not going to ask it's specific players. I was going to say, I, I know that's been talked about. What, what's your at least early impressions of some of it, Rick?
0: Um, overall, I don't really know or care. Um, I I just at this point I'm just not doing the national thing. I don't really worry about that. I'm just following Xavier's guys and and to be quite honest after they had that big 2017 class it was like okay well how are they going to follow up in 2018 because all of a sudden you have a young group of guys kind of a lot of different positions. You kind of covered everything in last year's class. It's not always easy then tell the next group like hey you're going to come in one year behind a bunch of talented players at your position Um, and yet the guys, they're really in on there. I mean, Cole Swider, who's kind of like a wing forward that's that's kind of shooting up the ranks here. Um, IO De- Desumu, who is... who buddy, he was good last weekend. Really reminds me a lot of Kristen. Um Kristen. Skinny.
1: They're playing um, the, the former King James team um, with uh, Coach Q... Uh, Quincy Simpson. Quincy Simpson and, and C2K Leon,
0: elite.
1: Leon Ellis, uh, who's Princeton's head coach. These are all class game. of
2: 18 guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and they were up 23 at the start of the second half.
0: C2K Elite
1: was. C2K Elite was, and Io scored 28 points in the second half. Wow. And was just absolutely unstoppable. At one point in time, they were down 14 and the way the field house at Spies is set up, there's four courts. Yeah, yeah. So you can just kind of turn back yep, and forth. Yep. So I turned and I was watching the family from Detroit for literally two minutes. And I turned back around and the lead had gone from 14 to 6. And I like Corey Evans who writes for Rivals. I'm like, hell happens, IO. Zip, zip, zip. Lay up, lay up. Forget it. What the hell? This kid's really good.
0: And Xavier's really in there with him. Luke Murray's been recruiting him for a long time, and they're up at the top of his list. But it's an interesting situation because you had Quentin Gooden in 16. You have Paul Scruggs coming in 17. Both of those guys are like point guards, maybe combo guards, who don't shoot it well from the outside. Io, again, really reminds me of Smajek Kristen. Can't shoot from the outside, but you can't stop him from getting into the lane and making plays. It's an interesting fit with what Xavier already has, but at the same time, he's too good to pass up on you. You can't look at him and and say,
1: well, our roster's already got too many of those guys. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You you
0: find a way to make that. You get as many of those guys as you can get. And so Xavier's really in there with him. And then the the one of my favorite recruits I've watched in a long awesome. time. I know where this is going. Travion awesome. Williams is a 6'8", 6'9", 200. He's listed at 250. He's more like 285 yeah. or something. Um, just He looks like an offensive lineman, and he has the offensive game of an and-one mixtape tour star. Really? He, he like oh, grabs really? a rebound, starts crossing dudes over in the backcourt, firing full-court passes, shooting 15-foot floaters like he's Drew Lavender. It is... Incredible to watch. It's the most he, hilarious thing you've ever stamina seen. Stamina, I mean, he, he doesn't wear... Hey,
2: hey, he needs okay. to get
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. right. he, he, in shape. That's why I like him. Okay.
1: Kenny, he, uh, he, he catches the ball in the high post this past weekend. And he, you know, the handoff play. Yeah, either fake it or... He faked it, took one dribble across the free throw line, going right to left, and then zipped a one-handed pass from the left elbow all the way across to the, 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 the right corner? block. Oh, wow. For a layup on a guy on a back cut, this is a six foot nine, two hundred and eighty right. pound kid. Fake handoff, two dribbles across the lane, zipped a perfect pass right to this kid for a layup. It's like, and you're right, like it, it, he, there would have been an epic nickname for that dude on es- the, and the And one mixtape tour. He's
0: escalated from the N one mixtape tour, yeah, but maybe even like a little better. Oh yeah, it, it's <laughs> like it, I mean I'm serious when I say like it's not just like he he's skilled and so we're saying that like I'm talking like he gives you like really good hard crossovers. Yeah, no, like, no, no I dudes off.
1: I love guys like this. And he can post like yeah, you yeah, to see it you. last weekend. I saw it. I, he he really dominated
2: on the block. Great, great hands, hands, great feet. Uh, good I awareness touch. around. I the I love saying. I like cause there was a kid I saw in the state finals. He's not a Division One level player, but he played in the state finals for Cleveland, Angel Saint Joe. I think he was listed six like two sixty five. So you're thinking this guy's got to be a Post game. No! new point guard extraordinaire at that size, and he had moves. And I kept thinking, how in the world can this guy do what he's doing? Even at you know at the high school level, how can he do what he's doing? I love guys like that because they, they just don't fit the mold. You're like, there's this guy, this fat tub of goo. He can't do anything. He's gonna be slow. He's probably strong, but what can he do? But when you see him like that, I love guys like that.
1: There was a kid from Wisconsin. I should have took a picture that was at Spees this weekend. He wasn't very good, but he was he was a rising sophomore. From Wisconsin, full on like massive beard, beard? like six four, two hundred and sixty 260 pounds. Like he looked like he, he was the epitome of like when you drive into the state of Wisconsin, there's his picture next to the name of the state. <laughs> like that's Wisconsin. Eating a big wheel of cheese. Yeah, that kid right there. Like he drinks a, a case of beer a day already. So he was white. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Coach's son. Coach's son. <laughs> Gritty, tough, hard-nosed kid. He literally, he was like, when you pull into Wisconsin, the, the picture of him is right there. That's like, tremendous. This is what our kids look like at 15. It was great. It was fantastic. He was a beast, no all-star, without question.
2: Yeah. And you're going to uh, Atlanta this weekend. Yeah. Uh, what What is left uh, for the rest of this? Because June's pretty quiet, right?
1: Um, June is a lot of camps. Um, they'll have NBA players camp. They'll have a Nike camp. They'll have... Um, uh, Global Challenge I think is in June. Um, you know, there's there's a couple other things. Uh, Adidas Nations I think is in June, um, but it's more shoe company um, camp type stuff right. um, than it is events. So uh, this will probably be my last week in May. Um, I might go back to Atlanta on Memorial Day weekend, but I'm not sure yet for Adidas. Um, but this is the this is
2: the Eybl one. Though, this right? is
1: the third Eybl yeah. stop. They do four in the spring. The top 24 out of 40 teams from those four stops qualify for the Peach Jam, um, so uh, good chance to check out some of the Nike programs. Um, nobody, well, Darius Baisley found his way back to the found his way to the EYBL, his fourth team in four weeks. He'll be playing with Mean Streets out of Chicago. The,
2: the young man who's at Princeton is yeah. it, he's a will he be a senior or junior? Senior, senior. Okay,
0: I mean he hasn't actually played for four teams though he he's played for two and he showed up. For
1: another one and they, he wasn't allowed to play because they didn't know the rules yeah. um, Correct. this will be his fourth program third team actually playing for and he's back on the market uh, it sounds like he's Xavier's got a good chance because Rick's already making excuses for but him but he's back on the market
0: too. No, I, I don't think that actually, but um no I just you, your whole thing of like there's some shady thing going there because he goes to 22 feet academy he didn't even play for or, I mean uh, what, why,
2: tw- but wait, why? I don't why vision why, why is it 22 feet academy? No, not 22 feet of Canada, I know, but it's 22 but vision. Right? 11 kids
1: on the roster. 22 feet. Got it. They're all two feet tall?
2: <laughs> That's, see, I thought it had to do with tight. I was the same way. I'm like, why 22 feet? Got it. Now I got it. See? Thank you. I still I learned something it. today. 11 players. Times two feet each.
0: 22 feet. Oh, two, two, two like actual, two, feet. Two, like two, like where my ZO2s are going to be. Correct. On. <laughs> that is
2: that is correct. I got you. See, I picked up on that pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> All right, boys. Any final thoughts? Anything else? No, I'm good. I think we I think we should probably put this out of its misery. All right, very good. <laughs>
2: uh, we'll be back uh, probably the first week or so of June to kind of catch up on what took place in May. Look ahead to the NBA draft and do another offseason podcast. Thanks for being with us.